0: It's the Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Stick Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. Logan, how are you doing today? It's the same day. Same day. It not is. It's for you,
1: but not for us. All
0: right. Okay, that messed me up. <laughs> Logan, we're doing the AFC South um, today. What, uh, a div- long- what?
1: what a division.
0: The, the longtime cesspool of the NFL. Um, it's not changing, just letting you know. Spoiler alert. Um, this division is full of which one of these two teams makes the playoffs. And then, which of these two teams will compete for the number one spot? That's usually the that's that's usually the case. True,
1: that is true. That's
0: usually the case, and um, certainly going to be the same this year. It's going to be the same this year as well. Uh, I think, I think this is one of the most interesting divisions because I I really don't see a path for any team to be a contender in the in the next couple of years. Really, really, Um, because what is for you? What is true contention? Super Bowl, right?
1: Yes. What is your true contention for you? Because we true know your, your that, but my
0: my used to con- definition of contention is twelve and at least for the NFL twelve and team second round in the playoffs. Mm. None of these teams are going to be in the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. I'll say that.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I think that that window is passed for a couple teams here. Oh. I uh, no, huh?
1: mean, the Jags window is wide open.
0: Yes, what in the next two about? years. In the next two years, absolutely. Oh gosh, we'll get there.
1: Uh, I'm being sarcastic. Jesus!
0: Please, I, I, I was, I was scared there for a second. I, I was, was like, winking, Logan. if
1: you couldn't tell.
0: I couldn't. I was not you looking. looking at me. You were. I, I don't look at the camera. I don't think. Um,
1: what, how else are you gonna see my beautiful face?
0: I, we're pushing it on beautiful. Um, <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about this beautiful team that is the Houston Texans logo. Well, I wouldn't use it to
1: describe the
0: beautiful, ah, two of them have something in common. So, well, the, <laughs> the Houston Texans, um, it's, for some reason, our they future are,
1: is bright. If you, if you will know, just like the Texans, our future is bright. So, the Houston Texans
0: <laughs> are probably one of the most, if not the most dysfunctional. Actually, a lot of teams could take that mantle, a lot of teams could take that mantle this year but they use the Texans damn sure getting the throne this time. They're one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NFL. Um, but, you know, they had a lot going on with them this offseason, whether it be the Lovey Smith, David Cully coaching situation, um, whether it be them providing Deshaun Watson with non-disclosure agreements for and a hotel membership for his massages, whether it be the psychopath in the front office, that is Jack Easterby. Is he still but, there? Yes, he's still there. Damn. Uh, and the incompetent person, that is Nick Casario.
1: What do you mean I'm incompetent? His moves have been okay.
0: You're right. You're right. I don't
1: know what I this I think incompetence... I'm letting
0: I'm making I'm making. Let's um...
1: distinguish the era of the Texans here. This is a new era. Yeah. A little That's money.
0: interesting. That's interesting. That is interesting for you to say. Um, the Houston Texans last year went 4-13. and 13, One of the worst offenses in the NFL. One of the worst defenses in the NFL. Davis Mills had a really good season, but people are acting like it was just nothing. And I get it, but like also puts some respect on his name. And a lot of people are saying this isn't the franchise QB they need. Logan, I mean, how would you recap their 2021 season?
1: Hey, they won the same amount of games with Deshaun Watson as they did with Davis Mills. So, Davis if Davis. anything, this season has been a six, was a success. Yes. Um, the Texans had David Cully, a, a hiring I did not like. You did not like. David Cully was the wide receivers coach for the Ravens. And we all know how <laughs> wide receivers are. Yes. They hire Lovey Smith. I'm a little confused, but hey, I think his defense will be solid.
0: Well, they they didn't even team, hire him; they promoted him but, from uh, his coordinator position, getting a third round draft pick at the process.
1: And you know, this is a team that you're right has been a little—they've done a lot of shady things. There's been a lot of controversy around this team. Yes, but I think that they are starting to transition um and remake that culture into guys who you know want to be there put in the work and yeah I'm not, I'm not like shit human beings and a lot last year they signed a lot of guys um and we're like who the why the fuck are they signing this guy like why would they go there they're, they're trying to build a nice culture there um so their season last year, you're right, not the greatest offense, not the greatest defense. No. But the, it's, this is a long rebuild, and they're trying to sort out what their identity is as a team.
0: And we'll talk about identity. Um, with Lovey Smith, he's a defensive guy. I think he's, they're going to have a great a great defense under him. But let's talk about their draft. Going into the draft, defense is where they started immediately, mm-hmm. getting Derek Stingley Jr., quite possibly the best corner in the NFL, in the NFL draft, at number three overall, immediately telling the Jets, uh, let's get our corner next off <laughs> um, afterwards. But yeah. Stingley, um, and then they get Green um with their fifteenth pick and Jalen Petrie starting off quick with defense and alignment.
1: I actually love this draft. It was an A for me.
0: Yeah, I love but this draft a lot.
1: Can be an elite man coverage corner if he can stay healthy. Kenyon yeah, so Green. Love that pick. Beef up that offensive line. Jalen Petrie, love that pick too. John Mechie is a nice route runner. Solid in the slot for you. Christian Harris, you know, terrible run defender, but if you want a linebacker that has good hips and good speed, he's your man. Damon Pierce, we'll talk about him when we get to the weapons, but I really like that pick. And then Thomas Booker can be a nice rotational pass rusher for them. So I really love this draft. A, A, A.
0: And then you talk about their um, – in the offseason, you know, they re-signed um, Brandon Cooks. As uh, people, should. And people are like, why re-signing Brandon Cooks? First off, Brandon Cooks never runs from the grind. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I we Me and you have always been high on Brandon Cooks. He's
1: such an underrated receiver, and I, I, people need to, like, give him some respect. But the fact that the Texans kept him and Laramie Tunsil, two, yes. like, cornerstone pieces, it, it just – I think speaks to the kind of shift in the Texans team and like that culture there. So yeah, that was like low key in addition, keeping Brandon cooks, keeping Larry Tunsil, because if they would have, they traded those two pieces like, Oh, like who are your, who are your cornerstone pieces? You have them still. So that I'm glad they kept both of them.
0: And then you talk about um more. They added Marlon Mack, who, I guess. Passed around again. AFC loves to pass around people. It's a solid running back right there. Um, Dare um, Jerry Hughes and Malik Collins. Malik Collins, I really like. Um, and then they got rid of Terod Taylor, tell, telling him, "You've done your work with Davis Mills. Go forth and conquer."
1: Go, make <laughs> Jones a franchise quarterback.
0: <laughs> Just they got rid of Justin Reed. Um. Jordan Aikens, too. And the biggest one, Deshaun Watts. They got off of Deshaun Watts.
1: He didn't play last year, so it's not really the biggest departure. Exactly. But they still got a a huge package for him. Right.
0: A bunch of Deshaun picks for him. Their
1: future is bright.
0: Yes. Lovey Smith is coached in the Super Bowl. Lovey Smith knows how to build a damn culture. I think that's... You're right. That's going to be good for them. Um...
1: And then you got Pep Hamilton who yes. I really like Pep Hamilton as your offensive coordinator. And I think he will be, he was uh, the offensive coordinator in with the chargers Justin yeah. Herbert's rookie season. And he really was a big part in his development. So I really like that move.
0: So let's quickly run through the offense offense features, Brandon cooks, Nico Collins, who again, I don't know what he is yet.
1: Michigan man, Michigan Nico man. Collins,
0: John Michi. Brevin Jordan, who, oh my gosh, Brevin Jordan, hello, I forgot about you. Oh, <laughs> and then Farrel Brown, Philip Dorsey, and Chris Conley are yeah, I mean, here too as well.
1: So, I mean, oh, you, I guess you should talk about Davis Mills
0: and Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, hello, you left he, Montevera.
1: Yeah, Davis Mills, he had a pretty nice year last year. Um, he played a he played methodical and mistake free football.
0: He played so, such safe football.
1: But he doesn't have a lot of high-end talent. He's probably going to be a system QB. But you will, And you hope to see him develop next year. Uh, see what you have out of him. I think the Texans will be picking high in the draft. So this is kind of a win-win situation for them. See if Davis Mills is the future. If he is, great. If he's not, pick a quarterback next year. Perfect. Yeah. Um, the running back room, Marla Mack, you know, He didn't really get a lot of action last year with the Colts. Well, that's
0: because they had... Oh, I I thought you were talking about the Texas running back room. I was like, that running back room was a smorgasbord of people. Right,
1: so he he comes in. He'll probably be the lead back right away. He's fine. You got Rex Burkhead, the best receiving back in the NFL ever. And then you have Damon Pierce, who I am very high on. And I think has the possibility to end up being their starting running back in the middle of the season. Interesting. Because this running back room is thin as hell. And he, I think he's a real shot of getting a lot of work. Um, going to the receiving core, we talked about Brandon Cooks. Nico Collins, I'm, I'm actually pretty high on him. He's a very good possession receiver, good route running. And he has the ability to become a wide receiver too. He just needs to develop. I think he will. And you got John Metchie, who we talked about. He's a nice third piece. And those other guys you mentioned. They're good as wide receiver. Yeah, they're four. Okay. Yeah. They're good as wide receiver fours. That's pretty much it. And then Brevin Jordan. Um, I'm pretty sure we ranked him. Yes. He was like he's a two. nice, a nice, promising tight end, to basically kind of offset that, like Jordan Atkins left. Yeah, but you get Brevin Jordan, so whatever.
0: And then you have the, the offensive line, which Larry Mutensil, Kenyon Green, um, AJ Ken and Titus Howard both had pretty good years last year.
1: And not Titus Howard. Not Titus Howard. Oh. Not, AJ Cam was fine. Tays Howard was atrocious at guard last year. He was. at tackle
0: this year, though. I know they, he
1: w- he played at guard last year, but they're moving him back to tackle.
0: Okay, because I'm I think I'm thinking of him. At, he at tackle. he
1: was better at tackle.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Like
1: last year, he was really bad at guard. So. <laughs> um, the left side is certainly better than the right.
0: Yes, 100. Um,
1: but so, but the left side is important. <laughs> that's your blind side. So.
0: And then uh, you have on in in that defense. The defense is just Yeah, Malik Collins. I said I, I liked him. Ross Blacklock
1: is I like this. I like this um D-line. Uh, yeah, have, it's Millie, Millie Collins is a nice nice run defender. You got Ross Blacklock who he needs to develop
0: yeah,
1: a lot. For sure. I have Thomas Booker.
0: What's up? Uh, yeah, you're right. um What the fuck was I saying? Thomas Booker. Thomas Booker, yeah.
1: Thomas Booker, he's he's a nice rotational piece. And then you have Jerry Hughes, who's on solid veteran presence. Yeah. And Jonathan Grenard. Watch out for him. Potential breakout player. He had an underrated season last year. And there's a lot of snaps open up because Jacob Martin and Dem- – I have no idea who the other is left. And so I think he'll really have a good year. Linebackers,
0: is that Blake Cashman? It is Blake Cashman. <laughs> oh my god,
1: the line, this linebacker group is kind of it's
0: very deep, it I mean, is extremely deep. Yeah,
1: there's no like
0: Jalen Reeves, maybe
1: in here too. Guy who's like, wow,
0: Ka- Kyle McCree here's Oh, well, I'm dying. I
1: mean, a lot of hyphenated names, <laughs> Kevin Pierre Lewis. <laughs> Garrett Wallow was just had a solid season last year. Love
0: Garrett Wallow, yeah.
1: So like there's a lot of guys here, an average group, but it's very deep. So that's good.
0: Secondary is also very interesting too. You have um Steven Nelson's there. Hello.
1: Nice fan. Um, Look at that guy, go.
0: Derek Stingley Jr. Um Desmond King is still here. Jalen Peach should be talked about, Fabian Moreau. And then Eric Murray is as as the starting strong safety. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think no, so. Here's too. what I
1: think should happen, right? Have Stingley and Nelson play on the outside,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Because Desmond King is not a good outside corner. He can play in the slot. He's not, yeah. he's a terrible outside corner. But Tavir Thomas should play in the slot. And they should move Desmond King to safety. I think he can play safety. And then have Petrie as the other safety. I think that's their best possible secondary. Yeah. And then you got Jonathan Owens, who's like their... He's buried on the depth chart, but I'm gonna keep my eye on him. I think he's gonna be good. He's really he's he's really unknown. He's a really <laughs> unknown player, but I I like Jonathan Owens. So there's a lot of upside with the secondary. Um, but you know you got to see the development.
0: I I still think this Texans team is gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch, but I might not watch a lot of this Texans team. Sure.
1: It's certainly going to be a process to rebuild here.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the over under it's set at four and a half.
1: It's pretty accurate, I think. Be yeah, four four,
0: four, four wins for five me. Five wins for me. Slight slight under right there for me. Maybe yeah. the Giants.
1: Maybe the probably the Jags. Uh the football team. Yeah.
0: Often, the Jags. So yeah, I agree with you. But yeah, that's how I feel like it's gonna go next year. Onto a team that had probably one of the more interesting um, off seasons this year and off seasons last year. And I think went into both seasons, including this year with a lot higher expectations than they ended up, you know, achieving the Indianapolis Colts had kind of an up and down season behind quarterback Carson Wentz. I remember with the Carson Wentz um, trade, you weren't high on it to start. Um, And, you weren't to start, you weren't, and then you ended up warming up to him as the season um neared and he let you down, Logan. Logan, what would you say encompassed the Colts season in twenty
1: twenty one? You can't blame everything on him.
0: <laughs> no, of course not. But
1: uh the last two games of the season, they folded.
0: They, yeah they were in prime
1: position to make the playoffs and the last two games of the season they lost to the Raiders and then the Jaguars was a a really bad loss um the Colts made a bet on Carson Wentz. it didn't pay off, but they got yeah. off of him and they I think they went and upgraded a quarterback so it, but- it was it was a experiment that. It didn't work in the end, but it made it was a move that made sense at the time. So,
0: but would you say like because they made the move right, and then I think they started what zero four or one and four, and people thought the worst of this Colts team, and then they ended up rattling off like eight wins. Eight they went eight and two with big wins over the Bills on the road, the Niners on the road, and like. It looked as if, and they had the Cardinals win on the road, the gutsy win with a, where they had like four other offensive linemen out. What would like, in my opinion, Frank Reich like, was trying to coach the hell out of his team, and you're right. If they, you can't blame it all on, um, you can't blame it all on Carson Wentz. But going into 2022, like, how would in the draft? Let's see, let's see what they did in the draft. How would you say before we go into their obviously their biggest, bigger move they made in the offseason, in the draft, they added Alec Pierce. They added Nick Cross safety. Bernard Raymond. You, you were high on Bernard Raymond, right? Uh
1: no, I wasn't. I thought he was not very polished as of tackle, but he's fine. He's I I like their draft class. I thought it addressed needs. Um, they got a receiver, Alec Pierce next to. Pittman, they got Jelani Woods, who I really like. Raymond is good; he's still developing, and he's twenty five. He'll yeah. be twenty five when the season starts, so I mean that's not the biggest problem. Um, but they needed a left tackle, and yeah, they got one. And then Nick Cross, I like that as a good pick for the future. He Still needs to develop, but I thought their draft was good. Um, and they just needs so.
0: And then they finally did the big move. I think a move. They first off they added Yannick Ngakwe, um, added Stefan Gilmore, added Mo Alley Cox, my favorite tight end in the NFL. I don't know why. <laughs> and then the big move getting getting Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. Logan. Matt Ryan is obviously a i think he's what 38 years old um he's is he is he i don't know how old is he i'm gonna guess 37 i'm gonna say 37 i'm gonna
1: think like 35 to 36
0: okay um uh, he is 37 let's go um so matt ryan is obviously at the twilight of his career you were saying that he needs to leave atlanta because he's you know wasting his talent you also yeah. don't think what happened what were you saying I said you also don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But he has a chance to become a Hall of Famer in this in this this year.
1: The Hall of Fame is a sham anyway. Um, but I thought that Matt Ryan still has a little bit left in the tank. I mean, sure, his athleticism has declined, and he obviously isn't what he once was. But I don't think he, he – he shouldn't have wasted his last remaining years in Atlanta because they're rebuilding. So I yeah. think he's still good. He's an upgrade over Carson Wentz. And I think he he's was a- he was their biggest problem last year. And I think he puts this team in a position
0: to contend. Whoa. Your version of contend or my version of contend? My
1: version of contend.
0: Well – You see, with the quarterback, I agree with that because I'm obviously high on Matt Ryan. I don't think so in terms of the weapons. Um, Michael Pittman is a great receiver, and I still think that we still have yet to see him really break out. I mean, he had a great season last year, but I think he has another step in him. But you drafted Alec Pierce as your wide receiver, too. Is that the best wide receiver, too, you could go out and get? Obviously, they have Paris Campbell, obviously, and it's literally, that's it. I don't like no offense to Desmond Patman or Kiki Kuti, Kiki Kuti, but I don't know if those these are the best weapons the Colts can have.
1: Um, I mean, it depends on how the draft board fell. If Alec Pierce was the best available one, uh, I think that they could still go get um, a Julio Jones in free agency.
0: I forgot about Julio. Oh, that's that, that's Matt Ryan's. Yeah, a,
1: a veteran player free you because Julio, when he was on the field last year, keywords there, but <laughs> he was still, he still impacted the game. So, yeah, so, it's not the they're not world beaters, but I think Pittman with Matt Ryan at quarterback will certainly has a good shot of taking a step, and then Alec Pierce. I think, is is a good weapon. You got Mo Alley-Cox and Jelani Woods, who are good red zone threats. Yeah. And you have, yeah. like, Jonathan Taylor, arguably the best running back in the game. Like, it's not, they're not the best weapons in the world, but they're certainly good enough to make the playoffs.
0: You know, and, yeah, I definitely forgot about Jonathan Taylor while talking about this. Jonathan Taylor has cemented itself as, one of the top three running backs in the NFL. I don't know if you'd put him that high. Um, I, I, oh, I, I would put him that high. I, I didn't know if, how high you were on Jonathan Taylor because, I don't know, you, you you seem to flip-flop on your... Just
1: because I hate the running back position doesn't mean that I don't think that some running backs are good.
0: Yeah, but they. Uh, you're right. They You get a nice here too. You could still make some plays in the offseason, and you have the best I would double dual threat running back in the NFL because John T. Taylor is really good in the air and on the ground. But well, he's yeah, you not know, in on the ground. You
1: have a nice, I like the running back room beyond him, too. You got Naeem, Naeem
0: Hines. Naeem
1: Hines and Philip Lindsay. I didn't
0: realize Philip Lindsay was here.
1: I think their weapons are good enough. And they have Kylan Granson at tight end, who we liked. So yeah. I think their weapons are good enough. And Matt Ryan, I feel, can elevate them. And Frank Reich is good offensive coach who i think will construct a nice scheme around matt ryan so i am high on these weapons
0: yeah and obviously they o-line you have one of the if one of the if not the best guard in the league in quentin nelson um you already you taught they went and got bernard raymond but you know they have matt power and dennis kelly in front of him and ryan kelly's still okay center you don't this isn't a bad o-line
1: that's it it's good if Raymond can develop. If yeah. if Raymond can't develop at left tackle, Matt Pryor, I'm not comfortable with him starting there, so if if Raymond can develop, then I'm feel much better about this unit, but if he can't
0: it so Oh, then
1: Matt Ryan has some mobility.
0: <laughs> and let's move on to the defense. The defense they obviously lost Matt Eberflus um in the offseason, probably their biggest loss defensively, and then Kara Karai Willis, who decided to retire and become a preacher. Um, this is a very interesting defense, only because I would say it has a bu- it has a couple pieces that I think need to like need to really break out in terms of like let's look at the front seven. Quitty Pay, their first round pick from last year. We were high on him going into last year. He didn't really do much. He he had some solid moments, he had an okay rookie season. What can we get from him this year? You add Yannick Ngakwe, maybe that's somebody who can um, take a lot of um, offensive line pressure to help Quiddie become a dominant pass rusher. But
1: I mean, like, Yannick, so Gus Bradley is the replaces Ibraflus as the defensive coordinator, and Gus Bradley has literally coached Yannick Ngakwe his entire career, basically because he was with him in Jacksonville. Oh, he was with with him last year in Vegas. And now he follows him to the Colts, and so Bradley knows really knows how to utilize him, and I think that Yannick Ngakwe will have a good season in that Gus Bradley defensive scheme. And then you have Quiddy Pay on the other side, who I think will get because of Yannick Ngakwe's presence will get a lot of open looks to the rushing the passer. So. Yeah, I think he's going to break out. He's one of my breakout candidates. Oh, Obviously, you have DeForest Buckner.
0: Yes, DeForest Buckner. It's not a bad – that front four is not bad at all, like, at all. And then you go to linebackers. Darius Leonard, one of the better linebackers in the game. And then it just gets a little iffy from there on.
1: Bobby Okariki is, is all right. He's solid.
0: And then Zaire Franklin still room to grow.
1: But there's not a lot of – depth
0: definitely not in terms of their linebacker core, and then the secondary which so i've heard that people are looking at kenny moore as one of the more overrated players in the nfl he was a pro bowler last year he um he now has a real like a real db1 uh to line up uh, alongside him ronnie mcleod is their free safety um they signed him in the offseason their free safety replacement to karee willis and then nick cross who they also just got um in the draft uh Late round pick who they who's immediately going in to start. I ha I'm iffy about this secondary, but I still think it has a lot of potential because it was one of the better secondaries last year.
1: I actually like the secondary quite a bit. Oh, um, oh. Stefan oh. Gilmore played really well last season. And I think he's still top tier corner on the outside. Uh Kenny Moore. I mean, yeah, I've seen a lot of the the buzz about him being overrated, but I think if you play him in the slot, he's fine there. And then Isaiah Rogers, who I think should play on the outside opposite of Gilmore instead of Kenny Moore played really well last year. And I think he's super underrated and you would look to him to have a breakout ish season this year. Uh, Nick cross. I think you should start right away. Uh, Ronnie, really? Yeah. Just throw him in there. See what you have with him Ronnie, Like, yeah, I guess start running the cloud at first, but get cross reps see what you have and then julian blackman i'm a huge fan of him i was researching him for the breakout players and yeah. he's a great ball hawk he's a super hard hitter in the run game but he's injury prone so yeah that- i want him if he can stay healthy i think he'll be really good in the secondary but that's a big if okay. if all the pieces come together i think this is actually a pretty nice secondary
0: so we just talked about all different pieces and having like how a lot of these, this team is a really good team. One of the, I guess their biggest weakness would be their linebacker depth, obviously. And to an extent, their O-line depth too, because that was something we saw last year where they had periods where their O-line was just out and it was um, like critical for them. They're over under Logan. I want you to guess what it is first off.
1: I already have it written down.
0: Oh, my fault. I didn't. I forget you have prep. But they're over under, stands at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a slight over here. Yeah. I think they get 10 or 11 wins. It's still the AFC South. I still, and it's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is someone who's done this for like over the the, last, the better part of the last two decades. So I think Michael Pittman's going to be a 1200 yard receiver this year. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a 1500 yard rusher. Like, this offense is going to be a lot interesting, very interesting, and it's still Frank Reich. So that's that's another thing, too, you know?
1: I have them about 9 to 10 wins. Hmm. So, I
0: guess... Do they challenge for the top of the AFC South next year? I think they're going to win the AFC South. Oh, so that's that gives us a little look into what you have for the next two teams, isn't it? All right? Yeah. Number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence starts his rookie year this year because the consensus is around the NFL that last year did not count for the dysfunctional franchise. That was the Jacksonville Jaguars after one of the most in, in uh, inter- uh, a hiring regime that kind of looks like a coup. The way Urban Meyer says he's assembling a team to come and coach in the NFL. Urban Meyer has been one of the most lucrative coaching prospects in the NFL for some time and then came into the NFL and me and you, said this we were like no this is not going to work and what did it do logan didn't work jacksonville jaguars had a tumultuous season trevor lawrence was one of the most turnover prone quarterbacks in the nfl but also had fossils that he was throwing to logan how would you rate the jacksonville jaguars who went i think they won four games last season
1: three
0: three games last season how would you rate their season last year how would you encompass it tell me what would be what's your gist about last season
1: yeah so everyone gets a pass uh for last season because the jaguars said let's do the exact opposite of helping our rookie quarterback develop so trevor lawrence gets a complete pass on what happened last year because That was one of the worst situations ever to put a rookie quarterback into and any team into. I think Urban Meyer could very well be one of the worst, if not the worst, head coaching hires in NFL history. Really? Yeah, really. He was awful. He did nothing well. He wasn't good with people. Every week there was something coming out about how, like, he didn't know his players' names he didn't like no Trevor Lawrence had to come out and tell him to put their best running back on the field so every part every second of Urban Meyer's tenure as Jacksonville Jaguars coach was a disaster and i feel like every player in that organization should get a pass for having to deal with that i agree so they bring in Doug Peterson Dougie P Super Bowl winning
0: coach. This was the safe hire for them. This was a very safe hire.
1: No, you know what? They even fucked that up too because they could have had Byron Leftwich, Yes. One of the better offensive minds in the game. And rumors for Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator. But he didn't want to work with Trent Balki, rightfully so, because he's an idiot. And they said no, and he said fine. I'll just go Back to Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl probably Like fuck you So they stick with Trent Baalke Who is as incompetent as they come And they yeah. hire Doug Peterson Which is fine He has the winning pedigree But you know You think about the last time we saw Doug Peterson And it wasn't pretty
0: it's, I mean he won the Super Bowl But it did not end pretty for Yeah he
1: won the Super Bowl In 2017
0: 20...
1: 17. He was the coach for like three years after that, and they got progressively worse. I, I, I would agree he with that. Get a, he, Super Bowl or not, he he does, that doesn't excuse how his team performed the following three seasons. And their offense looked really bad, and you have to think maybe that was because Frank Reich was more of the architect behind that. Yeah. So it, it was a fine hire, not my favorite hire. Um, and I don't know. I don't know anyone who's gonna be able to come in here and fix this
0: culture and well this. that's the thing. I don't think Doug Peterson is the type of coach that you come you bring in if you want to establish. Truly, I don't
1: think there is one. There is no coach I can do it.
0: For the Jaguars?
1: Because this organization from the top, from the owner down, is just
0: what's wrong with Sad Khan? You have problems with Sad Khan? I think he allows a lot. Do you have you been watching <laughs> the Jaguars?
1: Tom Coughlin. That was a bad thing. Urban was, Meyer. They hired Urban Meyer. <laughs> like that should tell you like he's an he's not a good owner.
0: Urban Meyer's first move was to sign Tim Tebow.
1: Like he was throwing Tavon Austin out there. Like
0: No offense to Tavon Austin, but
1: Tavon Austin should not be out there being one of your leading receivers, you've signed Carlos Hyde to be your pet project because he was your boy at Ohio state and Tim Tebow, cause he was your boy at F- Florida and you're kicking your punter or you're kicking your kicker and you're getting caught on camera doing like Sean Connie is not a good owner. I'm sorry. Nothing about yeah. this organization is good in terms of the front office. So, Maybe it'll be better on the field, but let's find out. Let's talk about that.
0: Well, yeah, let's look at their draft class first. So they had the number one pick in this draft, and they pick Trayvon Walker, who's a good prospect, although two weeks going up to the draft, we did not have him going number one. You ended up actually warming up to um, Trayvon Walker. No, no. I thought you, wait, whoa, whoa. I I
1: warmed up to the fact that it was going to happen.
0: Okay, so, I didn't
1: like it. I just told you that that's what's gonna happen. Stop picking Aiden Hutchinson. It's not happening.
0: I didn't like the Trayvon Walker. I hated it actually. I do. I I want to know. I need to get on the phone with his agent and I, because going, uh, the week before the draft, if you would ask me who's Trayvon Walker, I would have said who is that.
1: He is a pass rusher. Why, <laughs> who can't rush the passer? He has no pass rushing moves whatsoever. He's he's probably the most raw pass rushing prospect, one of the most raw pass rushing prospects in this draft. They picked him purely because of his athleticism and his potential. He is not going to come in here and be a fantastic pass rusher right away. He was not picked for that. He was picked for his potential. And that's why I have a problem. Like, why are you picking a project with the first pick?
0: Uh, we'll could, Hutchinson- be- Before you say anything, um, I just thought about the tra- the Trayvon Walker thing. You just said that he's someone who's raw and ha- is a low-key project. Do you pick a project with the number one pick?
1: Uh, Not if Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau were sitting right there for you. Yeah, Not if Garrett Wilson is sitting right there for you. Not if Evan Neal is sitting right there for you. Tackle was a need for them. Receiver is clearly a need for them. And there were two better edge prospects sitting right there. So, sure, you can take a project, but with a guy whose best attribute is probably his run defense, and you want him to be your best pass rusher or second best pass rusher, it's not happening. I do not expect Trayvon Walker to have double digit sacks this year. I do not think that's going to happen. He is a raw. Raw as they come in terms of pass rusher.
0: And then they go in and select. I think what was our problem with Devin Lloyd is he's a bit undersized um, yeah, as a linebacker and- prospect. And even though we were really high on him, I just. Um,
1: I th- I was. I shouldn't have been low on him. If anyone's undersized, it's Nicole Dean. But Devin Lloyd is really good at reading the field. Yes. He's, he's really good in coverage and even good in the run. So I like this pick for the Jags in like. In terms of I like the player, but when you look at the rest of this draft and what they
0: did in the off season, I just don't understand what they're doing. Well, that's the thing too. Once they once they did this draft, we we're like, okay, you're the you're a terrible team. You had a bad a bad first um, bad first year under Urban Meyer. Bad first year under under your um, your rookie um, quarterback. Let's see what happens, and then. This all uh, this um off season happens. Their first move, and I don't know, it was one of the craziest. First off, they signed as they had seventy five million dollars in cap space, and damn right they used it. I'll tell you about the positive first. The Cam Robinson re signing, I loved. Did say? The Cam Robinson re signing, I loved. Yeah, very good deal. Three years for four million. Um, even because he was franchise tagged for like the second straight year, or so. I, I liked that move, um, and then obviously you know Devin Lloyd we really liked, and then Brandon Sheriff, they signed, uh, kind of overpaid him. Yeah, well, he's just really good offensive too.
1: Line sucks as much as it does. You kind of need, yeah, a good offensive lineman. So, and he's, then he's their best,
0: and then probably the craziest signing I've ever seen in my life: the Christian Kirk, the Christian Kirk signing. <sighs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. This Christian one of the worst signings, I think, of the free agency period.
0: Yeah, considering what it did, the shockwaves that it created.
1: I mean, now it's kind of, now it's kind of a bargain.
0: Yeah,
1: in all reality, which is
0: crazy, right?
1: But like Christian Kirk, he is not a wide receiver that deserves to get paid that much. Good for him for getting that much, but he does not. He is not that high quality of a receiver that deserves $18 a year. Um, He's not number one at all.
0: I'm looking at, uh, speaking of number one, I just looked at uh, Trayvon Walker's um, stats. He only has nine and a half. He had nine and a half sacks in three seasons.
1: Well, he didn't rush the passer at Georgia. That's the problem. That's why I hate the move. He was primarily a run defender. The only pass rushing snaps he had were like, manufactured pressures. But he was primarily a run defender at Georgia. So he – when I tell you he's a raw pass rushing talent, he is raw. Like, he is a project in terms of pass rushing. So I, I just don't understand it. And they signed – also signed – and then for the linebackers, they drafted Devin Lloyd. They drafted yeah. Chen, And then they signed uh, Foyasad Aluakan. Why the hell are you getting three new linebackers, letting Miles Jack walk? Yeah. And not addressing the, like, Christian Kirk cannot be your only receiving move. And Zay Jones is not a move. It's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver four at best.
0: Yes. And then Marvin Jones Jr. is still, I would say, the best. He's a wide receiver.
1: No, he's a wide receiver four at best.
0: Uh but I'm saying he's the best receiver on this team and that's not well, good. Christian
1: Kirk is still better than him.
0: Okay. But Christian Kirk has a wide receiver two yeah. five. Yeah. He's... Um, there was nothing about Christian it, Kirk's it, it, game that made me say, Oh this guy's gonna gonna demand money, a lot of money in the free agency
1: market. He can be a good number two, but I would feel much more comfortable if they drafted a receiver in the draft. But they didn't. They didn't draft anyone in in terms of offensive weapon.
0: So Evan and Evan Ingram signing though. It's a
1: it's a one year deal. It's not like super terrible. Um, he's a good receiving threat if he can be consistent. But um, they did nothing to help Trevor Lawrence in my opinion.
0: Um, Travis Etienne does return from injury, though. So that's another thing, too. But then you have to think what is Travis Etienne going to be used as? Is this system? Will Travis Etienne be a receiving threat um, the same way that uh, Urban Meyer wanted to use him? You have a running back, an RB1 here in James Robinson. Something that we've been wanting, I think a lot of people are saying, why isn't James Robinson playing? Trevor Lawrence has to tell your coach to play James Robinson. Who will be the RB1 here? What will Travis Etienne's role be? Because we haven't seen him play football in two years.
1: I think two
0: years? Yeah, he didn't play at all last season. Okay, so one year. What By kickoff, it'll be like the beginning. Uh, One and a half years.
1: He missed a season of football.
0: My fault. My fault.
1: I, I actually think that the running back duo is probably the best aspect of their offense. And I think there's room for both of them in this offense. Um, James Robinson is probably your your rushing,
0: yeah, your power back,
1: not, not power back, but like rushing threat. Uh, and then Travis at the end, I think, can be an absolute weapon in the receiving game. He is very explosive, and I think he has a lot of potential. So these two are probably your best weapons in terms of offense. And I think they can both coexist in this offense. Even though I didn't agree with the pick, uh, when they drafted him, I think they can both work here. Okay. Wide receiver room: uh, Christian Kirk, fine. He's number two wide receiver. Zay Jones, Laquan Treadwell, Marvin Jones are all wide receiver fours. They're not anything special. Lavisca Chanel, maybe something potentially there.
0: You love you love Lavisca Chanel. He's
1: he's not he's good with the ball in his hands. Um, clearly not Debo Samuel, but in a Debo Samuel mold, like give him the yeah, ball, yeah. see what he can do. But you know, you, how much does he play? Can he reach that potential tight ends? I think the tight ends are actually good. I like Evan,
0: Dan Arnold a lot.
1: Dan Arnold and Evan Ingram are both good receiving threats, but, uh, I don't, I don't think they did enough to help Trevor Lawrence's off season.
0: And what's we'll
1: If the Jags end this season without the answer to is Trevor Lawrence a franchise quarterback, they have failed. That is the only goal for this. Is Trevor Lawrence, can Trevor Lawrence be our franchise quarterback? And if the answer to that is I don't know or no, you congratulations, you have just wasted one of the best quarterback talents in a while. Good job, Jags.
0: And like, let's talk about the defense for a second. You you touched on it saying like, what the hell is the linebacker? Why you? What what's going on there? And then their front seven is just uh just a lot because you know they have to Hamilton. What is Jay Tufele? What is Dwayne Smoot? Like we don't we still don't know. Kalevion Chassan that uh, he's a bust.
1: Don't even talk about him. <laughs> he's a fucking bust. <laughs> I don't he really, even... <laughs> No, he doesn't even. No, he has shown nothing. Nothing. Uh, Josh I'm Allen's gonna... your best player
0: here on this defensive line. I think. He I'm can... sorry.
1: What did you say?
0: Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I, thought, I thought you said someone else. I was like, yeah, obviously Josh Allen.
1: He needs to continue to develop, but I
0: think you get out, out of Jacksonville.
1: Out. Solid pass rusher. You bring in for for Arunzo Fatukasi. Good nose tackle. Can excellent run defender. Roy Robertson Harris is a solid, solid career yeah, yeah. rusher. Arden Key actually had a nice season last year with San Francisco. But the biggest thing about this pass rush is can Trayvon Walker show anything as a pass rusher? Yeah. And can Josh Allen continue to ascend to maybe like a great number two pass rusher or like a low end um, one. number one pass rusher? Yeah, and then yeah, fuck. Don't even talk about Cl- Clayvon Tristan because he's <laughs> a fucking. He be, he's gone after the season.
0: <laughs> um, and then let's look at the secondary. The secondary was a uh, question mark going into last season, um, and it's still a question mark this year. They brought in Darius Williams, which I kind of liked. I kind of liked that. You didn't like it. Why not? He's a good player. Don't yeah. Me a- that's, that's that's what I was saying. I Darius Williams- Good.
1: He's a good player, but this this move, maybe even more than the Christian Kirk move is spending money to spend money.
0: Well that's what the Jags did this offseason.
1: And I hate I hate this because Darius Williams is gonna get uh he's gonna get the short end of the stick because you got Tyson Campbell playing on the outside who had a pretty nice year last year. And they got Shaqu- Shaquille Griffin on the other side. So that means Darius Williams going in the slot. He's not a slot re- s- slot he's corner. Definitely he's an outside players. corner and that's where he was at best on the Rams, so you're gonna put him in the slot, and he's not gonna play well. So, I hate this signing. And um, then they, I like Jerry Williams.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was like I love Jerry Williams, but um, and then they have Rayshon Jenkins and Andrew Wingard as the safeties. Can we please play Andre Sisco? I would well, love.
1: I, well, I think Andre Sisco will probably be the one safety, and then Wingard and Jenkins will probably compete for that other safety.
0: Okay. Okay. Because they have Jenkins strong yeah. safety right now. So I was like, "I, I Urban, Meyer didn't, Urban Cisco. Meyer didn't want to play Cisco. Didn't even know his name.
1: Cisco's getting on the field. And I think Wingard and Jenkins will kind of be, let's um. figure out who's going to start between the two of them. But Andre Sisko, I think, should definitely start. And I
0: think but he will. One of the consistent things about this entire Jaguars team is that they don't have an identity. I don't think they know their identity. And I don't know if they know what they want to do. Yes, They're kind of throwing a bunch because first off, you're throwing a lot of money at a lot of these people and it's like yeah, you give Evan Ingram a one year deal, but you give Christian Kirk a three. Like what if these things don't work out, if certain pieces don't work out and certain pieces do, you're going to be asked out when it comes to like actually building a team. This isn't how you build a team because and you're correct. They have done nothing to address like help um, um, Trevor Lawrence and I'm not the type I'm a very I'm very low on teams spending money in free agency on rebuilding teams spending money in free agency on receivers. I'm very low on that.
1: Unless they're a elite
0: talent, elite receiver. Yeah, exactly. I like if, if I think, in my opinion, only contending teams should go get like a veteran wide receiver who's done well because, like, th- that's their best use. You know, like uh, Buffalo Bills getting Stephon Diggs, you know, something like that. They should have drafted a receiver. They this was a really good receiving class, like a really good receiving class. They should have drafted a receiver. You could've had two first. Round. Garrett
1: Wilson at, for, at number one overall. They
0: could have traded down from that number one pick. They should have traded down probably for for that number one pick. And you after if the end of this, you get Christian Kirk, who's going to get a little less than nine hundred yards this season.
1: He's going to get a lot of yards because he's literally the only receiver capable of doing anything. So <laughs> he'll be a volume merchant. And probably get over a thousand yards, and people be like, "Oh, look! Well, yeah, he's the only one catching anything." Yeah, Travis Etienne is probably going to be their second leading receiver.
0: I I would that would take you on that actually. So I there's certain situations that even the talent of certain quarterbacks can't like. No, they're going to fucking ruin
1: Trevor Lawrence. He he's like if they he he's gonna they're gonna ruin him. Yeah, it, and it sucks because he's literally one of the best quarterback prospects in the I past mean, five years, Yeah. past ten years probably. So, fuck the Jaguars. And All right, over under is bullshit.
0: Six and a half. That's bullshit. Why did you say that?
1: It. Why is it so? Why? Why are the Texans getting four point five? The
0: Jets,
1: the Jets are getting 5.5. 5.5 now.
0: No, the Jets have
1: 5.5. And the Je- and the Texans are getting 4.5 and the Giants are getting 6.5. I feel much better about the Texans, and I feel much better about the Jets. They're getting four to five wins. Fuck the Jack owners
0: <laughs> I, I, I they can probably pick
1: first again. I I
0: I would not be surprised if this team is picking number one again. No,
1: they can probably be the Texans, maybe the Giants, the
0: maybe, the Jets,
1: maybe. They don't play
0: the Bears, do they? Oh, oh! You'll get the schedule. I thought you were saying who's going to be picking first next year.
1: No, they can probably be the Texans, the Jets, the Giants, and maybe the Lions. So that's five wins at best. No, there. This oh, I will. I I'll put money on this. Put money on the under. This is yeah. the worst in the NFL. One of the worst.
0: Look. I agree with you there. This is not a good roster. It's not there's a lot of names, but there's just no it's not a good roster. There's not how you built the team. Sad Khan, what are you doing? This is a team that I think me and you have plotted the downfall of this team more than any other team in the NFL. Which they've done nothing to to deserve that. But me and you like being right and when we're not right, and this team just loves to prove us wrong. This team was the number one seed at the AFC um last year. Ask us how I w- I I would not be able to tell you. I think I've I watched the Tennessee Titans win these games and I still would not be able to tell you how they won them. So, Logan, if the 12 and 5 AFC <laughs> AFC um standing, I don't know, we can't I can't call them champions because they didn't win in the playoffs, but regular season champions no is that a thing no okay so the tennessee titans in 2021 won 12 games finished first in the afc south and did it with coach of the year mike variable and most of it was without derrick henry how would you how would you summarize the Tennessee titan season
1: it's a very surprising season for us. Um, yeah, we were pretty low on them. I thought the people they lost was going to affect them, uh, but they came in and they beat a lot of good teams. I'm pretty sure they beat the Rams. Uh, I want to say they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, Cardinals, Cardinals. So, yeah. <laughs> so they they came in and they won. For one number, number one overall seed, they'd be a lot of good teams. Like it wasn't a fluky number one seed, so like props to them for proving us wrong. Um, there were certainly a lot of good parts of their team last year, and unfortunately, they got to the playoffs and Ryan Tannehill kind of folded, shed the bed a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, a yeah, little bit, just a little bit,
1: and you know. Then people were like, oh, see, this is why they shouldn't be the number one seed. But it was a good year last year for them. Pretty great year, actually.
0: And the thing is, too, one of the biggest things last year that we said going into the season, we were like, what is their pass rush looking like? What is their run defense looking like? This is actually one of the better. Um, this is one of the better. They they didn't have much of a pass rush. But this is one of the better run defenses in the NFL last year. Um, but you're right. Brian Tannehill in the playoffs kind of folded. Definitely. They could have won that game still, which is crazy, but kind did. Of folded.
1: The defense did their part. Yeah. Stacked Joe Burrow's like seven times, nine times, seven, nine. It was,
0: I think, an NFL playoff record.
1: Um, And Ryan Tannehill, you know, threw the pick six or the pick, the pick to seal the game. So, and that led me to kind of say that Ryan Tannehill is good enough, but he's not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. And I still believe that. Um.
0: Is he above or below the Derek Carlin? He's below the Derek Carlin. Oh, gosh.
1: But, like, probably three spots below the Derek Carlin. Still significant. Still below the Derek Carlin. And, you know, they go in draft, Malik Willis, who, just like Trayvon Walker, is one of the rawest prospects in this draft and should not start for at least a year, maybe two. So, Tannehill, I think, will be here. Starting next year, the entire year. I don't think we, see Malik, we will not see Malik Willis at all.
0: Well, no. and do, do with the Malik Willis thing, and obviously the things have come out with um, Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis to an extent. At first I was like, why would you say that? But it's really not
1: his job. Uh, I, I,
0: don't I, I, should, I don't think you should. Ryan Tannehill
1: got shafted in Miami. So why the hell would he do?
0: like? Nah. Well, the thing is, I, I, don't like, I don't like the fact that he said it like that. I think in my opinion, like I'm like, okay, whoa. Like Ryan Tannehill kinda knows he's been he's serviceable. And I think you you said it best earlier. Um, you can't win a Super Bowl without if unless you have the top five QB in the AFC. Especially this especially in this in this um in these upcoming seasons. Ryan Tannehill will never be the guy who's gonna get you over that hump. Ryan Tannehill's never gonna be the person who'd be like, I he's gonna go win a super bowl. He's never been that. He was great And you know Malik Willis If they think Malik Willis can be that in a couple of years And I truly think that he has the tools to do so
1: He needs a couple of years though. He needs a
0: couple he, years though I don't he, think he's a he, You don't want another Jamarcus Russell Vince Young on your hands
1: He can't He's not good at decision making uh, So yeah
0: He should But, peop- but he people, be in
1: the field for at least a year
0: well, people say that like he won't need a year or two, but people believe that he can have that high end talent. Yeah. He, had, he has, in my opinion, the highest ceiling in the draft. Yeah, but he needs to learn how to read a right. Yeah, of course. So if Ryan Tannehill feels like Malik Willis is his eventual replacement.
1: He shouldn't right? worry because he has at least two years.
0: Yes, exactly. So win a Super Bowl between then and now. But the, during the draft, they had probably one of the more interesting drafts because the Titans were doing things that I was like, whoa. You know, like I didn't expect that. So before we get into the, obviously the big, um I guess their first round pick doesn't really happen without, you can't talk about that first round pick without talking about the big trade that happened during, um, during the draft. Right. No. So they get, yeah. <laughs> so they pick Traylon Burks with the 18th pick, a pick you love Traylon, love Burks. Traylon Burks. In fact, I think he was like, your number two receiver in this draft. I might yeah, you love Traylon Briggs.
1: It's gonna be great. Look, put that ball in his hands. Weapon.
0: Um they drafted him at 18 right after trading AJ Brown in a trade I was not expecting. And in a trade I think both sides won.
1: Uh what?
0: It's the best. Who do you think got the better of this trade?
1: The Eagles got a top ten receiver. The James
0: God. Don't have to pay him.
1: Yeah, but their receiving core is significantly worse, and they just drafted literally an AJ Brown clone.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, and then at AJ Brown's level, they ended up going to get Roger McCreary, the corner out of Auburn. He was okay. He's in my corner prospects. I think I had him as the seventh best corner prospect. He's a bigger
1: um, size, but he's a good. He's a good corner.
0: They go draft Nicholas petit Frere out of the tackle out of um Ohio State then into i guess not your surprise because you you were the ones one of the people that said like you don't have to reach for a quarterback in this draft however you did you felt like a team did reach for the wrong quarterback in this draft um they got Malik Willis at the, at in the 3rd round with the 86th pick it's and he was on. just sitting, and he was just sitting there
1: it's good he should go to a team where he doesn't have to play right away,
0: exactly. The, and then goody he went here. They go and get an RB2. And I think one of the biggest things that we wanted them to go get in the draft, or not even in just this offseason, you needed to go get a good. And it's not like Dontrell Hill was terrible while, um, or who's the who's the guy who was it was in Dontrell Hill or someone else, Jeremy McNichols, I believe, maybe that was doing a good. I don't think it was Nick Nichols, it could be. They they had signed someone else after the um after the injury to Derrick Henry that they ended up using who ended up doing a really good job for them um in the absence of Derrick Henry, which is why they still had a top five rushing attack in that um in that span. Um I have to go look. I actually have their their page up here, so I could probably just look at it. Deontay Foreman. Mm. Deontay Foreman, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, he had a 506 yards in the uh, in three starts and three touchdowns. Is
1: he still
0: on the team? I don't think he's still on the team. That's the thing. He, he's not on the team anymore. So pretty much, you have um, you have these you have these players these these running backs that um they they drafted, and you have Hassan Haskins, who I think they drafted in the fourth round. Um. And then they end up getting Chigozi and McConville as the tight end, Kyle Phillips, Theo Jackson, and just Chance Campbell, a bunch of your project picks towards the end of the draft. Logan, in terms of this draft, how did you like their draft?
1: Well, it was it was all right. Um, Traylon Brooks. I mean, I'd, if you had to trade AJ Brown, I guess you got the next best thing and a younger. Less polished AJ Brown, uh, Roger McCreary is a good corner. Nicholas Petit f- has a potential to be a solid tackle.
0: <laughs> Petit fair
1: has a potential to be a solid tackle. Um, uh, Malik Willis, like in the third round, that's great value. So,
0: and again, he you didn't have to reach to go get him.
1: Great potential. I like Hassan Haskins because um, you need a guy for those third down maybe short yard situations i think he can thrive there and kyle phillips is a nice slot receiver for a receiving core that is a little thin so i thought their draft was solid not great but
0: solid and then going to into the offseason moves obviously they lose anthony frisker they lose agent brown they lose roger saffold um which i huh
1: it's a big loss
0: that's i think people are are underrating how bad of a loss that was um and then they add Robert Woods, in free in free agency, um, he was kind of the lone man out of the um, Los Angeles Rams core that just won the Super Bowl because he tore his ACL, I believe, and he missed a lot of it. They add Austin Hooper, which is a good, I think, a good tight end um, replacement um, for Anthony Frisker, if not a little better. Harold, they add Harold Landry, and they add Ben Jones at center, and they definitely desperately needed a center. So we signed Ben Jones Oh, we signed him. My fault. My fault. Um, This is the off. And we can, we talked about the, let's talk about the weapons before we talk about the O line, but you have Ryan Tannehill starting. We said how he is. You still have the best running back in the league Mm -hmm. who can apparently give you 2000 in his sleep. You have, that's a good, I think a good running back room right now, especially adding Hassan Hoskins Haskins, the You talk about the wide receiver rule. Robert Woods, is he a wide receiver one?
1: No, not like what these other wide receiver ones are, but I think he, coming off his injury, it's a little interesting to see what he does. Because
0: he was the leading receiver last he, year for the Rams.
1: Very, he's a very good receiver, and I, I think he'll be really good here for the Titans. Um, and then you got Traylon Burks, who you kind of can use everywhere. Yeah. And then... Nick Westbrook-Kikini. After this, like, it gets a little... You, you would like to see a step up from him and see Kyle Phillips maybe in the slot be good, but it's not what it was, but they definitely brought some pieces in that could work. I guess we'll see. And then Austin Hooper is, is a good receiving threat at tight end. Yeah. But the problem I have with this offense is their offensive line. It fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> it, yeah. They were top ten in sacks allowed last season.
0: Taylor Lewin is probably one of the worst left tackles
1: in the league. Um,
0: had to had to tweet out after who was it that had six sacks against this um Chandler probably Jones?
1: Trey, probably Trey Hendrickson. No, Trey. I
0: think it was Chandler Jones.
1: Oh yeah, five sacks.
0: Yeah. Had to tweet out. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did terribly. Um, they did nothing to really address this offense.
1: Well, line. You, they drafted the Ohio State guy in the third round, and you hope that Dylan Reddens, their second round pick, I believe from a couple years ago, yeah, develops. But mm, no, this Ben Jones is good, but other than that,
0: this one like, stinks. Um, and then obviously that deep, this defense is one of the. Oh gosh, I have some words about this defense. Oh, I would love to hear them. You think I'm about to say bad, huh? I don't know. Well, first off, I think Jeffrey Simmons is one of the better um edge rushers. He turned himself into a great edge rusher last year. Um uh, Tart's there. Danico Autry's there. Fine names. I don't Autry had an underrated season. Landry. They added Landry. They re-signed Landry. They resigned Landry. I like I like Carol Landry last season. I don't think this is a terrible pass rushing. Again, this was the number two rushing defense in the entire league. Problem is they don't get to the quarterback nearly as much as they should. Oh. I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. I this was not a good pass rushing team. Uh how many where were they in sacks last year? I haven't written down. I thought I had Yeah, them. they were top ten
1: in sacks. Oh.
0: I have the wrong number in down. Uh-huh. I have them you 17th. Do. I have 17th, them 17th.
1: No. No. This D-line is great in terms of uh, pass rushing. Every single person from Danico Autry to Jeffrey Simmons to Bud Dupree. To Bud Dupree, Hale.
0: first off, we were wrong about him. I, I expected him to be terrible. Game
1: to harold landry all four of them are capable of getting you double digit sacks
0: well yeah landry had 12 sacks last year autry had nine simmons had eight and a half simmons was just an all-around threat um landry probably the big better name on this defense and then laquan jones as his defensive tackle he's i like him the
1: titans had 43 sacks last season that is i think that's
0: Seventh or eighth.
1: That was tied for ninth in the NFL. So don't come at me with these. My
0: fault. My fault. My pass head. rushing.
1: This is an excellent D line. Again, it, everyone is capable of double-digit sacks. Um, what isn't good is the linebacker depth. It. Zach Cunningham is all right. Yeah. Uh, like, there's not no depth there. So that's worrisome. And then. The secondary.
0: You know, I kind of, I see. A I lot don't of dislike potential. the secondary. I don't I dislike it. A lot it. of
1: potential here. I see a lot of potential here.
0: I mean, the thing is, too, Caleb Farley, one of the prospects that we've never been wrong on. Uh, we didn't like the pick when they first made it because we said, "Hey, this guy's not going to play a full season for you."
1: Mm.
0: Ended up tearing his ACL for I think the third time in his career. Um, so there's that. I, I still like him. I think we ranked him as like he was our number 2 or number 1 corner he was up there in 2 years ago 2 years ago he was like art he was up there i know for a fact he was up there amani um, right. hooker i like kevin Bayer I like christian Fulton. elijah Molden's here too
1: um, um you know kevin byer is one of the better safeties and they probably like second you can argue best safety amani hooker you're right he's he's quietly ascending to be a solid safety uh, Christian Fulton is probably their best corner here. He had a nice yeah. season last year. Elijah Molden in the slot—you'd like to see something from him. You want to see something from Caleb Farley if he can stay healthy, and then Roger McCreary. Love Roger. They, got, they got four guys here in the cornerback room that are young. You look some some potential there. Someone needs to step up, but I'm 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 excited about the secondary. I think there's.
0: The Titans secondary has never been a lot
1: been... of potential there. But yeah, they just have to reach that potential.
0: I mean, and this is a team that we were like always low on. The Titans are some a team like for some reason. I'm not super low on them this year outside of their O line. I think Ryan uh, they uh proved you wrong last year. They proved us wrong, sir. Right, proved us wrong. Us, I was like, whoa, we we were both we both had the same take such a good and i think we thought it was a great take such a take that you know um another person um i can we say friend of the show not a friend of the show well he's not your friend you don't i i don't like him i don't know how you i i I think he's fine
1: i disagree with him but i I didn't like burn the bridge like you
0: (laughs) No, because he's he was i think i burned the bridge on the lamar discourse because he said lamar was terrible or something like that
1: and you said something like this is the dumbest thing you ever said.
0: He said Kyler Murray was way better than Lamar Jackson. I take anyway, that. I think you, at the you, time you, you believe burned
1: the you burned the bridge.
0: I burned the bridge heavy. That bridge is that bridge is singed. That bridge is never gonna. Uh, if you want, if you don't think the bridge is between you and him, you could try something. But that bridge. Well, is I like his tweets all the time.
1: I comment on his stuff. I I don't. Sorry. No, continue. Just because you want to get salty at someone for their take and, and burn that bridge doesn't mean I have to follow suit.
0: It it's just I I had I shared my opinion about a take that I think is stupid. I think you would also agree it's stupid. Um, at the time you didn't though. Um, you were still a Lamar Jackson hater.
1: He also thinks Carson Wentz is a viable cornerback. Everyone has bad takes.
0: Yes. I definitely have you defending Carson Wentz on this spot.
1: Okay, I'm allowed to change my opinion. I'm allowed to. Develop new opinions.
0: It's what the point of being an analyst is. But no, I think I think this Titans team has a lot of potential. Um, their over/under sits at nine and a half. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think this team could challenge for an HC South title. I think this is a ten-win team, minimum. So I'll take the over.
1: I'm gonna be a bit lower not like super low but i'm gonna say like 8 to 9 okay um i just that offensive line scares me especially in this afc there's a lot of good pass rushing teams
0: it's it's it's, it's, it's a it's a conference of pass rushers so um i think they can
1: they have a good chance of making the playoffs um but yeah that Secondary needs to step up. The offensive line needs to do something, and still a little like still a little shaky on if the receivers can, uh, if they can cover what they lost in AJ Brown.
0: So, yeah, hopefully. But I'm excited to see Traylon Burks. But I'll say that
1: excited to see Traylon Burks be
0: great. Ryan Tannehill though, he'll be okay. That's what that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, Logan, will there be a a Super Bowl representative from the AFC South? Probably not.
1: Uh, I think if the Cards fall in their favor, the Colts could make a Super Bowl run. Um, but there they wouldn't be my strongest pick. They'd probably be like five or six in the like the line from the AFC. But I think the Colts will win the division. and I think- Who loses this division? I want to say the Jags. I think I might say the Jags, actually. I'm going to. Even though I think Trevor Lawrence will take a step next year, I think that they have ruined him.
0: I agree. And I agree. will
1: ruin him. Their pass rush stinks, and they're – weapons stink other than the running backs. I think the Texans are much better culture, much better coach, much better uh yeah, much better culture. So
0: yeah, the culture is everything. Culture. The culture is actually pretty darn good.
1: <laughs> Logan plug us out, please. Make sure to subscribe and like this video. Uh comment any thoughts you have on our AFC South predictions if you think trevor lawrence will be great if you think the titans can make a super bowl run who knows um make sure to follow this if you're listening this on spotify um new episodes out every friday and tuesday follow us on tick to tick tick to to sports stick to sports on tiktok and twitter and follow us on Twitter at Logan borgie and Noah underscore Dij. And you can find all content on stick to sports network.com.
0: Well, this has been the stick to sports podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah, it was Logan. Sadcon, get your act together, please. please. Please,
1: please move the franchise to London.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Shit, all out of America. This is the stick to sports podcast with Noah and Logan.